Hi, and welcome to the Dadability Podcast, proudly brought to you by WeFlex, fitness for everybody. This podcast is dedicated to the support and empowerment of all disability dads, to learn from each other by sharing our successes, struggles, and everything in between. On today's episode, we talk about what to do and how to cope when things fall apart. What's your go-to? How do you react when you've fallen short of your expectation? Do you have the tools in place to bounce back? I hope this is of service to you all. Enjoy. I found myself overwhelmed with my head in my hands, crying on the driveway. I'd fallen short of the expectation I had for myself and what I know I'm capable of. And so I took myself out of the house and out of the environment and really struggled for a a while. And it was there when I was really starting to think about something that I'm sure everyone thinks about quite a lot, which is how do you cope when things fall apart? What do you do when you're trying, but it doesn't work or you're out of control and you know that it's not working and you know the damage it's doing on people around you yet yet you're powerless to stop it. it's almost like it's happening in slow-mo around you as i was sitting there with my head in my hands tears in my eyes i was so disappointed in myself because i know i can do better and i know i have done better And I just couldn't believe what I'd done, how I'd reacted, how I'd lost it, and how I fell short of what I know I can do. You know, I'm a big sports guy and basketball guy. Those of you that listen regularly, you'll know that. And It got me thinking about the greats, the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's, the LeBron James. And these guys, um, there's good research actually on, on, on Kobe Bryant that uh, I read from James Clear, um, author of Atomic Habits and, and, you know, practice, deliberate practice was kind of the, the mentality that comes through and that Kobe put more hours than what people saw. He's at the top of his game, yet he outpracticed and outworked everyone else on the court. And I, you know, keeping with the basketball analogy for a second, I basically sat there thinking, shit. So I've thought that I can 
hit game-winning shots when the pressure's on, when they pass me the ball, I've done enough work. I've done enough work. I've done enough skills. I've practiced enough um, with my resilience, with my mindfulness, through meditation. I've practiced enough. I've I've challenged my negative thinking patterns and all the things that you know you've heard me talk about on this podcast and all the things that you know as dads we're in we're constantly in a work in progress. I'd I'd made one small but very big error in that I had told myself and convinced myself I'd done enough. And so as things became busier in life and other things, you know, challenged us, uh, sickness, work, whatever it is, I'd slacked off and I'd stopped putting in as many hours. And, you know, the crazy thing is I would say to myself, it's okay. Don't worry. You don't need to do it today because you, you, you've got it. You've already got it. It's under control. Um, I'm good at that now. This is the this is the mentality I had, and that's the that's that's the mistake. You know, we aren't acting. We we aren't taking action. We aren't practicing for the times that we are in control. You are practicing for the times that you aren't. Then I know this, but yet I forgot it, and. To all the parents listening, you know, this is the point, right? When you, any kind of development, any learning and kudos to everyone for, for jumping on and listening to this because you're in the top few percent of people that are committed to learning and growing and improving themselves. So, so well done to you guys. Give yourselves a pat on the back. But the, the point is, listening to stuff like this, it, it's in developing yourself and working on your, your your skills as a parent, as a dad, navigating the, the world that we are going through with our children, disabilities and unique needs. It's, it's, it's never, we're never practicing all the mindfulness, all the thinking skills, all the, the patience, all the calmness, every single tool that we need to get through the toughest times we're not actually practicing for the good times. We're practicing for the shit times. And the danger is you get these big stretches of time where things might be fine. When you're fine, um, your children are fine, everything's largely under control. And so it lulls you and romances you into thinking that it's okay, you don't need it. And your brain's very quick to tell you that you don't need it. And guess what? The other day, I didn't have it. The ball was passed to me. There was three seconds on the clock. Not only did I not hit the shot, I didn't catch the ball. The ball went out of bounds. It was that bad. You know, fans should have been throwing things from the stands, um, throwing beers at my head. That, that's, that's how bad I was in the moment. My mind was elsewhere. That's why I didn't catch the ball. I'd lost some of my discipline around staying in the present. I'd lost some of my discipline around responding versus reacting. And, you know, not only did I, you know, miss the shot, miss the ball, ball went out of bounds. I picked up the beer that the guy threw at me and I held it back at him. You know, that's my mind. That was my mindset. That's why I was left just beside myself 
crying in the driveway, wishing that I'd acted differently. But there's lots more to learn from the losses than in the wins. And it was just proof that I don't have the skills strong enough yet. And maybe the lesson is you never will, right? Uh, you know, you think about the greats in any sport. Do they just stop training? Does Roger Federer stop training because he was number one in the world? Like, no. They're good because they put in the work. Anyone who's any good at anything, so often the answer is hard work and the question is irrelevant. People always say, how come someone's so good at that? Ask how many hours they put into it. How much practice did they do? You'll get better at anything that you practice. And a timely wake up to practice more, to practice the skills more. They're like a muscle. If we don't use them, they don't stay strong. They don't grow. They stay weak. And they're not ready in the moment where you need it the most. So this episode is really for all of us who've been there. You know, the hard thing is when you know what you're capable of and then you come up short. For me, I find that really hard to wrap my head around because I'm like, hang on. Let's not talk excuses for a second. Let's just talk, I sh I've done this before. Why, why should I accept less when I know I'm capable of that? Um, but it's important to be able to take assertive action and move forward and reclaim control. And I don't know what you guys are like in this situation. I don't know what your go-to is. I'll share a few of mine. And um, by all means, this is not a, a list that works for everyone. And it's certainly um, something that I'm still in the process of. But I know you guys can all relate. So what do you do when you fall short? What do you do when you get the loss and the buzzer goes and the game is over and you've lost. What do you do? How do you get yourself back ready for the next game, right? What can you do in the moment? You know, I think it's always about something that worked for me. Um, there's a couple of things you can do. You can do in the moment stuff, right? So for me, it's important to breathe take some deep breaths. For me, it's important to cry. I know that it helps me to release it. Um, I also know it's important for me to own it. So there's three things that I do almost immediately and I found myself doing. Deep breaths. Try and um, get some clarity of mind through centering, through breathing. Let it cry out. And then take some ownership for it. You know, this is not the situation. This is not, there are more things in your control than, than outside of your control. Yeah, and there's a thousand cliches that, that summarize that, right? But it, but it is within our power to control how we respond to things. And we don't control what the things are, but we do control the response. And so that is important to understand. Sitting there in a position of, well, it's not my fault because this happened, that happened, this situation, forget it. There's going to be a 
heaps of different situations that happen and will continue to happen. And it's all still possible, reasonable, plausible. So own the mistake, right? Own it. And then the other thing that works well for me is, is, is meditation. And I've used uh, um, the Peloton meditation app for a long time now. Um, doing a Zen in 10 guided meditation or a five minute one. There's different emotions. You can focus on gratitude, acceptance. You know, for me, that's important. I'm not strong enough or skilled enough to be able to just close my eyes and meditate or to do it unguided. Um, my mind wanders too much, but I really find that the music and the voice and a focused meditation really help recenter me. So I found that helps doesn't take it away immediately, but it helps. And then, you know, more importantly, taking action to move forward. And it, and it's a skill that I learned um, around rumination, right? Because the danger is that you make a mistake, fair enough. You lose control. You fall short. You're disappointed in yourself. The danger here is that it's very tempting to ruminate on this and not let it go. And one of the key skills in, you know, combating rumination um, and combating, you know, also combating, you know, anxiety and worry is to say, well, what can you do about it? Right? So, what is it that's coming up for you? What and then what is an action that you can stay can 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 take to do about it? And if there's nothing you can do about it, then it kind of helps to start to disarm the intensity of it. More more times than not, what you what you find you can do about it is you can take one quick action that moves it forward. And that's the best way to eliminate kind of future worry. It's the best way to eliminate rumination to get yourself out of it and back into a present where you're doing something and you're showing yourself that you're moving forward. And, and so it, at the moment, that action for me looked like um, sending a text to my wife to take ownership of it, to pledge, you know, commitment and and that was important, you know, that's an important part. But then again, the, the meditation and quickly followed by meditation for me um, was an action that I was like, right, this is exactly what I can do to help me. This is the skills that I didn't deploy, that I haven't spent as much time on thinking about. So th those are some quick quick actions to to move it forward if you find there's nothing you can do then chances are it starts to diminish whatever the problem was in the first place but the other thing that that really helped me and i wanted to share with you all was was belief right they say that you know your self-belief and almost like building like a self-belief wall of all your achievements if you were to write them down for every challenge throughout the course of your life, 
this is what it was and this is what you did and this is how you overcame it. And they would, you would build it up brick by brick by brick, this self-belief wall. You know, we forget about it. We get through bad situations, bad times where we're not our best. We have, We can do better and we know we've done better. It's a really powerful technique to imagine this wall. So you clear that you've done better. Where is it on the wall? What was the situation? There it is right there. You're so proud. You know, I did 27 weeks of meditation daily, morning and night straight. Straight. Didn't miss it. And I know I've got the power to do it. I also know during that time, I didn't have those setbacks. And so I think to myself, well, that's super powerful. I've done it before. I can do it again. I can be kind to myself and say, it's okay to have a moment like this. What's not okay is to let that moment define me. What's not okay is to make that moment worth more value than the huge wall I've built up. I've got to give myself some credit. I don't believe again in myself because not only can I do it, I've done it. And so that mentality really helped to shift my headspace quite quickly um, to a point that I thought, okay, here's some inspiration for myself. Um, I know I'm capable. I know I've done it before. Um, it helps to get some distance from the situation, some perspective from the situation. This this event, this moment, it doesn't define you. It isn't, you know, you missed one shot, but what about all the ones you hit, right? So it's that type of mentality. Um, you might need to go back to your notes. You might need to find some inspiration in a, in a, in a podcast, an article, or something that's helped you. Find the anchor in your rituals. Um, rituals helped me a lot daily and evening rituals and gratitude and meditate and all those things that I've just took my foot off the pedal on enough to leave, you know, the door open. And they say that my psychiatrist says that um, all these tools, um, whether it's, you know, psychological tools, um, medication, you know, all the things that you can do proactively to help yourself um, as parents and as dads be your best, they don't, they might um, close the door, but the window's always going to be open a crack, right? It's never going to be fully shut. And so I just let, basically let the windows open far too much. I was too vulnerable to a situation where I needed my skills and I didn't have them. So, you know, it, it's important to believe in yourself, find that belief through your, your self-belief wall, the things that you've done in your past, and they might relate to the situation, or they might be totally different to the situation, but they might be just as big and important an achievement that it's worthwhile remembering to help you. Um, but we can reclaim control. It's like a surfer. You know, you spend all this time learning to surf. 
because I like to think of the waves. Um, waves is a really useful analogy for me as a as a dad of a child with very unique needs because it comes in waves. Some are small, some are big, some are relentless. Sometimes you feel like you, you, you're drowning. Um, so it's very useful, very pertinent analogy, right, for all of us listening. So, so we know the waves are coming, right? And so we've spent all this time learning to surf and getting so good that we can go from kneeling to standing to riding to being able to surf over the waves, to be able to do barrels. We can do it all. And then we haven't surfed for a while. And we go out there expecting that we've got all the same skills, that we haven't lost any memory. We haven't, we're just as, as capable and confident. And then the biggest wave that you've ever seen comes and knocks you down, hits you into the rocks, starts swallowing for, for air, taking on too much water. And at that point, is it the surf that's to blame because of the size of the wave? No, we, we, we can't control that. Just like we can't control what our kids are going through, the combination of things, as you guys know, listening, it's always a combination of things, right? We think, oh, it's just one of these things, but somehow they all have a way of lining up all at once where there's two or three or four things happening at once and the wave gets bigger or they're just back to back and you think far out right? But is it the waves? We can't blame that. Or is it our ability to surf? Or is it our ability to go, you know, what's too dangerous out there in the surf today? I'm going to swim to the shore. I'm going to get some support. Actually, we're not even going to be in the water today. We're going to try a different tactic, right? It's not, it's nothing other than, you know, it's our ability to surf, our ability to read the surf, we need to be present. We need to be, we need to do the work. We need to do the work. You know, nothing does the work. We have to do the work, right? And it's, uh, it's never been more, more clear to me. What's a shame is that it takes a situation like I was in crying in the driveway and, and seeing that I didn't have the tools to deal with it. And I didn't have the strength that I needed to deal with. It, it takes that to realize. So as I said, in many ways, sometimes the there's more to learn from the losses than from the wins because who knows how long I would have gone on just thinking that I had it all under control. Um, and I love control. And I've t I used to tell myself that was my story, that things were happening to me and I was out of control and really what choice did I have? And, I've, I, and I know that's not the case. And I know that we are, we are so in control of, of our minds, of our bodies, of how we think. It just takes work. It takes practice. Hours and hours and hours. And it takes practicing on the days where we feel amazing. It takes practicing on the days when our kids are totally fine. Because on the day that you need it, you're going to wish you had. So a timely lesson in reclaiming control. Um, 
hopefully this has been helpful to many of you. I know it's a bit of a uh, yo-yo on again, off again. You know, I think the reality is we're never going to always have everything under control. We're never going to always keep it all together. Um, parents of unique need kids or not just parents in general, just humans in general, this is always going to be a challenge. So we, we have to expect that there's going to be another situation coming. We have to accept that there's going to be uncertainty. There's going to be pain. There's going to be these situations. We're not immune for them. It's just when they're coming. So knowing that we've got to get ready, we've got to do the work. We've got to do the work on ourselves. We've got to put everything that you've learned about yourself, about how you can stay calm, how you can regulate yourself, what you need to do for you to get yourself back into a the right state of mind so that when the ball gets thrown to you, you can hit that winning shot. Until next time, guys, take care. Thanks for listening to the Dadability Podcast. I appreciate you. Sharing is caring. So if you guys liked it or loved what you heard, please, please share it with other parents who would benefit in listening. Or even better, write a review so you can tell the world why you love Dadability. Until next time, remember, be present, be brave, and be kind.